You're listening to the Create What You Speak podcast, where I invite you to come along with me as we shape our own reality together. My intention is to bring out the magic in you. Now let's get started. Run away from the We'll go to a place that is safe from greed, anger, and boredom. We'll dance and sing till sundown and feast with abandon. We'll sleep when the morning comes and we'll rise by the sound of the bird song. My name is Sloane Fremont, and it's a new month. That means a new magical intention. And this month's intention is all about you have a say in it. And today I'm going to talk to you about how you have a say in letting go of the fear. This is probably going to end up being a slightly heavy topic this week because I recently went through some things that allowed me to finally let go of fear in one particular one particular area of my life. So I'm going to tell you about that with the intention to inspire you to let go of your own fear in your life. So let's get started. I'd be a fearless leader. I'd be an alpha type. When everyone believes you. What's that like? I'm so sick of running as fast as I can. Wondering if I'd get there quick or if I was a man. And I'm so sick of them coming at me again. All right, so here we go. New month, new intention. And I was, when I was making the notes for the show, I was like, you know, it's just January, I don't know, January felt maybe like a little bit of a false start for me in some ways. And I felt like it's really time for us to step up into this new energy of 2020. And so I had this experience over the past week, and I want to share with you. Um, but before I do that, I want to warn you that some of the content in this week's episode may, like I said at the beginning, be a little heavy and possibly triggering as I talk about it. But I wanted to talk to you about this for nearly the two years I've had this show, and I decided that today is the day for that. Talking about it is necessary, and what I've realized is part of the healing process, and so today we're going to go there. So I'm just going to dig in. All right, so if you've been listening to the show over the past few months, you know I've been in a coaching program called Body Built by Love, developed by Steph Hendel. And Steph is one of the sponsors of the show, so yay, thanks, Steph. (laughs) And I've said this before, but I'll say it again, that the content that I'm telling you about in this program, I I talked to you about it because it's literally changed my life, like on epic levels. Like It's not only changed my relationship with my body, but it's helped me to see that that relationship or, or really the lack of one in the past it had such a big impact on other areas of my life that I I had no idea. Like I had no idea of that impact until I was enrolled in this course. And so I think you'll see that more today, but everything about this program has been so beneficial for me. So I'm telling you all of this because it's true. I'm telling you this because it's true, not just because she's a sponsor, but I'm telling you this because her program works if you're willing to get in there and dig into it. And so as you probably remember from last month's Magical Intention, we, we talked about last month, the whole month was about the freedom to show up and fully express yourself in your life. And not only was that January's intention, it was actually my intention for myself for the whole year. Like actually really showing up as you, right? Like unapologetically and, and living your life from that type of energy. And so a few shows back, I mentioned how I did this when I was going on a date. I had a first date with a guy I was excited about and As I was getting ready to go on the date, I could feel those familiar feelings coming up, right? Like, oh, I'm going to, what's he going to think of my body? Like, how am I going to, you know, blah, 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 all that. And I was like, you know what? No, fuck that. No, I'm showing up 100% me, right? I'm showing up 100% as me. And 
I can tell you I have never done that in my life. <laughs> and I, so I talk about on that episode about how much of a different experience that was on the date and how it literally was the best date of my life. And so as time has went on with this person, the person I went on the date with, um, we've continued to see, see each other and things have been good. They've been really good. They've been great, actually. I would call them great. And we have a lot of fun together. He's fun to be around. I like him. Like I like, we, you know, he, I, I just like being with him. And I like how I feel when I'm with him. And then there's the times when I can feel these old familiar patterns of fear start to creep up. Like if certain things don't go the way I think they should go, I can see myself starting to assign meaning to it or making up stories about these things and, and doing like, you know, having all these other shitty thoughts that are simply not helpful and also not true. (laughs) And so I've been working on this. I'm aware of this. I've been working on this a lot over the past few years, and I would say probably pretty intensely over the past year. And I know enough to know these, like when this feeling and when these stories come up that they're not helpful. And so over, you know, over time, I've developed a pretty good awareness of this and I can start to calm myself most of the time when that happens. However, this past week, this particular week, for whatever reason, those fears were raging like a forest fire, like they were out of control. And no matter what I tried to do for myself, I could not seem to calm them. They were like, they were raging. And so I want to tell you this brief backstory and then what came up for me and how I was able to clear this out this week. Um, so, okay, so I'm going, so this week, like the, this, the sphere is raging. And I, the reason why I think it was, was because I, so I talked to the guy um, earlier in the week and I was going to go to his place on this past Thursday because I was off on that next day on Friday. And then Friday, we were going to go out for a friend's birthday party. And I really wanted him to go to this party with me, right? Like I really wanted my friends to meet him. I wanted to like go out with him. And I, I, I was holding pretty tightly onto that. And I was assigning a lot of meaning to it. Like I was assigning a lot of meaning to him going and what would it mean if he didn't go? And I was worried about this. Like if he doesn't go, like what if he can't go? Like what, what, what you know, like what's going to happen? You know, all this kind of stuff. And my mind was just out of control with these thoughts. And for this whole week straight, like I was fighting myself on these thoughts, like mentally fighting myself to try to change my thoughts. And like physically I could feel it in my body. Like, like the feelings in my body were like my, like in my stomach, right? Like I could feel that like, pit of my stomach like fear and like disempowerment and dread like I could feel it and I just I could not get it to go away and so this whole week like I could tell like that something is not right here with me like like it was just like percolating like at the top like like I couldn't like wrap my head around it quite yet and I felt just terrible right like I felt like terrible. I was exhausted. I felt like so fearful and like powerless and just overall like fucking miserable and I was exhausted from this and so So the day comes on Thursday that I was supposed to go out there and see him, but I didn't hear from him. And so I made other plans and and we had, we talked that Thursday night and he said he had a bad couple of days at work and and he was sorry that, um, uh, you know, that he, you know, wasn't going to work out tonight and we could plan for the next week. And I was like, okay, whatever. Like by that point I was over, over that. I was like, whatever. And then we talked about Friday and for whatever reason, Friday was a bigger deal for me. And I put a lot of emphasis on it. And he said he wasn't sure if he was going to be, be able to get off work. And, and he wanted to go with me to the party. But, you know, his work is unpredictable a lot. And he wasn't sure how late he was going to have to work. And um, his job is pretty physically demanding. And he's outside. And it's, you know, cold and rainy here and, 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 and all of this. And so um, 
I said, okay, you know, if I don't hear from you, I'll just plan to go to the party. And if you end up coming, like I can go back and meet you or whatever. And so, okay. So Friday comes around and he texts me in the morning to say hi. And then, you know, it comes later in the day and it's time for me to start getting ready. And I was like, well, fuck it. Like, I guess he's not coming. Right. So I just went on, I got ready. I go to the party and he texts me at like eight that night that he just got done, that he wasn't going to make it, blah, blah, blah. And so I'm like, okay, like by this point I'm over it. Like, over it because I've worked myself up about this all week and he didn't, he wasn't able to come even though he wanted to, he wasn't able to come. Um, and I'm like, okay, so I didn't die as a result of this, right? Like I'm disappointed, but it's okay, right? It, it, it's okay. I'm, I'm still standing, right? So he comes over on Saturday and, um, I still felt like I, like this fear is just running the show for me. Like, like I was not being myself. Like I was acting out of fear. Like I was thinking, like fearful thoughts, like he's mad at me or that I did something wrong or that he didn't want to be there. And in my rational mind is like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, this isn't you. Like, you're definitely not showing up with him like you did in the beginning, like 100% your true self. So, so like, what is really going on here? And here again, you know, I can see this pattern. Like, I know this pattern with myself and I, and I hate this pattern. Right? I hate it because it's not me. It's not me when this fear runs the show. And I, and me feeling like so disempowered and so like, 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 I have no, like, I don't know. Like, I, I'm just stuck here in this fear. And I also know that this fearful energy pushes people away, right? Like, I know that's not how I want to show up, yet here I am doing this. And so, so okay, so we go through Saturday. Then he leaves kind of early on Sunday morning, which also had me, like, starting to tell these stories. And by this point, like, I can't take it anymore with myself, right? Like, I have myself so worked up over this, and this fear is just fucking relentless. Like, running the show. I'm trying to fight it and it comes back up. I'm trying to fight it and it comes back up. And I'm spending so much mental energy fighting myself on this that like, like I have nothing left, right? Like, like I, I'm trying to tell myself that there's nothing to fear yet. My rational mind won't believe me. And it's like my rational mind believed me, but like my emotional mind, like my body didn't want to believe me. Like I could still feel it like coursing through my veins, right? Like running through my veins. And so so um so this is Sunday afternoon and we have our body built by love weekly coaching call and I honestly don't even want to get on this call because I'm mentally and emotionally exhausted from fighting with myself and I don't have a lot left in the tank at this point, but I thought about it. And so I'm like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to decide to get on this call and get something out of this to feel better, right? Something is going to change on this call to help me feel better because I can't keep doing this. I cannot keep going through this. So I get on the call. I'm talking through some of this with um, with Steph about the guy and the fear and how it's running like crazy. And I'm trying to like, you know, like get the fear to go down, but it just keeps coming back up, and I can't seem to get a handle on it. And I like, and I start talking about this a little more, and I'm talking through like I have this fear that people are always going to leave, and that I'll always be alone. <laughs> like that, like that, that as we're talking through this, like that's what's going through my mind. And so she asked me this question. She said, what experience have you had in your life where you thought this might come from, right? This, this fear that people will always leave and that you're always going to be alone. And so instantly my mind goes to this place that all along I've known this has been here and that I needed to address this, but I didn't want to, I wasn't ready to, I told myself it was okay when it wasn't. And for whatever reason, yesterday was the day that this decided to break free. And so she asked me this question and where I thought this came from about feeling that people will always leave and then I'll always be alone. And I'm flashed back to like 20 years ago where I had this experience in my life that um, I've never talked about on the show. I barely talk about it with anybody. Um, 
and I couldn't really even bring myself to tell the full story on our coaching call. I had to actually do a separate message later to like tell everybody the full story because I, I couldn't even bring myself to talk about it um, because there was a lot of guilt and shame associated with this. Um, and so now we'll start the part of the call <laughs> that may be triggering for some of you um, as some of this has to do with um, a previous sexual experience for me. Um, so I want to warn you of that. Uh, I'm also very nervous to talk about this. So you're probably going to hear me say um a lot because um, <laughs> I'm scared and nervous to tell you this, but this needs to be said and I need to say it um, for my own healing and to understand like what freedom finally feels on the other side of this. Okay, so here's the story. So Steph asked me again what happened in my life that I thought would have caused me to have this fear of people leaving, and, and so I'm going to tell you that story today. Um, over 20 years ago, I had been dating my first love named Chad, and we went through this off-and-on breakup, and, and finally the breakup got to the point where we were done, and, and he would not talk to me anymore. Like, literally, like, shut down, not speaking to me, change his number, kind of cut off communication. And so I'm in my early 20s then, right? And, and I'm devastated by this. Like, I hadn't been through anything like this before, right? Like, I thought we were going to get married. Like, he was the person for me, right? And um, I didn't get any closure on this, and I didn't understand. And I kept trying and trying, and I would get nothing from him. And I tracked down his phone number. And we, my friends and I, we did all this kind of crazy stuff, right? Because I, I just wanted to know. I wanted to know why. Like, like why aren't you talking to me? Like, why can't I get any answers from you? And, and that, that I remember that period, like, it, it, like, ripped my heart to shreds. Like, it just totally destroyed me because I'd never had that experience before, and I didn't know how to handle it. And, and I was so... This goes on, you know, after that, it, and I'm floating around, like, like whatever in my life, like, trying to move on. And, and so um, I, you know, whatever, probably was dating some people. And then the next person that I started dating that I really liked, um, I guess you would call dating back then, um, his name was Nate. And after a few months we had been together, he ended up killing himself. And I still to this day do not know why he did that. <laughs> and I think I took on so much of that blame and guilt because... Because everyone kept looking at me and asking me why. Like, why did he do that? Like, what was wrong? What, what caused him to do this? And, um, and I still don't know to this day. I, I don't know. And I remember the night this happened. Um, I was actually going to go to his house that night. and Because um, they were playing cards, I remember. And I didn't end up going. And I am so thankful that I didn't end up going. Because I would have been the one that found him. And... Luckily, I was not. Um, it was not me. It was his brother-in-law. But um, so I, I still don't know why. And I can remember when I was at his funeral and I was sitting in this chair and his mom came over to me and she actually was on her knees like at my feet, like screaming and crying and, and begging me to tell her why, like why this happened. And I had no fucking idea, like none. And my ex... Chad, he knew him too, um, and he was at the funeral. Chad came to the funeral, and he tried to come over and talk to me, and I couldn't do it. Like, I, I ran away from him. I literally ran away because it was too much. Like, I couldn't handle it. Like, the pain, like, the, the pain, the, the sadness. And so, this, so now I'm in this place, right? Like, this, this, I can't even describe, like, the place I'm in after these two things happen, right? And I, I feel like I'm, again, in this, in this, situation where um I have no closure or understanding of this like I can't process this like and and we talk about that in Body Built by Love about how um 
when we can't process something or we don't have an answer, like our mind makes up things to close the thought loop, right? Like we, 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 we make things up so we can close the thought loop and move on. So I'm sure there was during that time a bunch, you know, like I said, the shame and the guilt and the, the fear and the, the why, the unknown and everybody looking at me and feeling like everybody was looking at me and feeling like that, that, um, I was the reason he did it. And, um, so then this, so that happens. And then, so there's a period of time again that goes by and, you know, I'm again trying to get on with my life and, and I was with my friends at this party and we're having this great time. And I remember having so much fun dancing and just, and just having a great night. We all end up passing out at this place. And, um, I remember waking up that night and this guy is on top of me and I'm like, no, 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 get off me. No, no. And he would not get off of me. And, so at this party, I end up getting raped. And I remember after this happened, I'm, I'm just like, what the fuck just happened? Like, I couldn't even put into words or even process what happened. And, and it was like in the movies when uh, time stands still and you're the only one moving and everything else is just frozen. Like, like that's how I felt. Like, I don't even think that I believed it or, or I, I definitely didn't know how to handle it. And I remember talking to one of my friends about it and my friend was like, do you know what this is? Like, this guy raped you. And I was like, what? Like, no, that, that, that's not, that can't be it. And she was like, no, this happened to you. And I, I don't know. I guess I was like in such a state of like trauma. Or I don't really know. I, I don't have the answer for why I didn't fully process it that at the time. But um, I, I guess I couldn't comprehend it. And so my friends took me to the clinic at the college I went to. And so I go in there and I can remember this clearly. I can remember this woman looking at me in the face and she said, um, what happened? And I told her and she said, first thing she says to me is, no one will believe you. No one will believe you. And I just looked at her and I was like, what? Like, why wouldn't they believe me? And she's like, you know, honey, these things are just so hard to prove and it's just going to be terrible and you're just not going to want to go through this and it's going to be your word against his. And, you know, the guy usually wins in this case. And so really, you're just better off not saying anything because no one is going to believe you. No one is going to believe you. And so I believed her that no one would believe me. And I mean, I was already in this fucked up, fragile state, like after the Chad thing and then the Nate thing, and then this happens and I could barely process it. And, and so this woman who, who felt like someone of authority at the time to me, you know, she's telling me this and I just believe what she said to be true. I just assumed that she was right. And so I didn't do anything about it. And at the time, some of my friends knew, my, my friends, you know, obviously I didn't, that wasn't the issue then. And so some of my friends knew that this had happened and um, took it upon themselves to do some things to this person that I didn't ask for details on. Or I didn't even ask for them to do it, but um, I didn't want to know. And so um, I'm dealing with these terrible things, right? And then in the midst of all this, and this happens, I want to say it was over a period of like a year and a half. Um so the heartbreak over Chad, then Nate dying, then the rape. And then three of my four grandparents die. Like They just die. Like my grandma died and then my grandpa and then my other grandpa died like all at once. And they were just gone. And I had never really dealt with death like as an adult. And I just like locked up like I froze like I didn't know what to do. And I couldn't process this massive amount of pain and like 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 lost and um all of the stuff that comes with that, right, in such a short amount of time. And so, so you know, in this time, I'm, I'm, I'm having just, like, 
like I said, like feeling frozen in time, like feeling like I had no control over it. Like, like the depths of hell that I went through during this time, like I think have probably like blocked out because they were so low. But I literally spent the next 15, probably, probably closer to 17 years building walls around myself to protect myself. Like the drinking and the drugs and the looking for the approval from men and in all the wrong ways and, and not letting anybody in. And like, I swore to myself, I was never going to be hurt like that again. And so I set out to have these layers and layers and layers of armor. And I took pride. I took such pride in being hardened like that and not letting anyone in. And so this went on for so long. It, this became my identity. It was the only way I knew myself. And it was this, this of this hard version of myself who wouldn't let anybody in. The, the version who told herself that she didn't care. That, you know, I was the one that said, fuck you. Like, you're not going to hurt me. Fuck you. No way. No way. You're not going to hurt me. I liked it that way. I enjoyed, I enjoyed being a person who wouldn't allow herself to feel or to let anyone in because I think at that point it gave me some sense of power back to myself. It gave me something that I could control because I could control that I didn't care and it felt good when I didn't care and that hurt somebody. Like that, that's the point I was at back then. And I just kept telling the story to myself like over and over again about why it was okay for me to be this way. And I believed for so long that it was okay. Like I believed it was okay. And like anytime I would look back on that light on my, on that time of my life or, or those experiences. And if I would tell the story, like I would actually just like laugh it off. And even as recently as a couple of years, like I would laugh it off and be like, Oh no, it's fine. Like, it's fine. I'm, I'm over it. That was a different version of myself. I don't even, I didn't even know. I don't even know that version. And I, I can't even relate to anymore. Like, like those things didn't even happen to me because I don't even know who that person was compared to the person I am now. But the truth was the reason I didn't know that version of myself was because I spent 20 years hiding from her. I spent 20 years punishing her for opening opening up for opening her heart and then and then when her heart was broken again and again I did all these things to to try to protect her from ever having anything like that happen again and in that process I lost myself I lost who I truly was I lost the real me the real version of me who was happy and loving and, and carefree and willing to show up to live her life the way she wanted after that, I was not showing up and fully being myself. I was showing up as this hard, angry, scared version who thought that was the only way she could live and still protect herself. And so uh, back to present day, to yesterday, and on the Body Built by Love coaching call, something clicked with me yesterday on that call and I could finally see after 20 years of trying to build up the walls and run that the fear was still there and the fear was ruining me. Like it was ruining me. It was keeping me stuck and, and frozen in time in that place 20 years ago. That place where I felt powerless and scared and confused and that fear was coming up and running the show in every single relationship I've had since then because of those events that happened and the way I associated things back then and yesterday I was finally tired of carrying around 20 years of stories and lies and miscorrelations that I had told myself and it all just like broke open it was like this waterfall or like this dam broke free and all all that came out and what I it, like it all came out and, and what I realized was that when that nurse told me that 20 years ago that no one would believe me that when my ex and I broke up and I was dying inside and when 
the next boyfriend killed himself and I didn't know why and when I was raped and I suppressed it and then I spent 20 years pretending it was okay when it wasn't and then my grandparents dying like all in this such a short span of time that at some point I had made this miscorrelation that I have no say in the relationship I'm in that I'm disempowered that I can only react and scrap and claw and grasp on to keep to keep it in my life like or else everyone's gonna leave and 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 if I don't do that if I don't grasp and hang on and and force and push then someone's gonna leave and I don't want them to leave so I can't be myself like I have to be someone else who who does this pushing and forcing and, and does all the work in order to keep love in her life otherwise they're gonna leave like everyone else did and this this 20 years of this fear was like it was killing me inside it was it was literally drowning me and so finally yesterday um after years of going like deeper with myself, like finally yesterday, I was like, this is it. This is what's been holding me back. I'm sick to death of 20 years of this fucking fear running the show. And I'm sick to death of not showing up and being me. I'm sick to death of feeling like I don't have a say in this when I do. And I'm sick to death of becoming this weird ass clingy version of myself full of anxiety and fear when I'm in a relationship because I'm so afraid that it's all going to get taken away from me. And I'm sick and fucking tired of it. <laughs> and because I was living from that place of fear and believing it and feeling like I had no say in it, I would do these things that just weren't me and effort and force and hang on and, and, and hang on for less than I deserve to keep the, the relationship. And that just isn't fucking me. And I've held on to this for 20 years, telling myself it was fine when it wasn't. And now I can... I can finally see where that fear came from and what I associated to that, that things that I wasn't ready to look at for so long, but that this fear came from this place of that I don't have a say in it, that it's going to happen to you regardless. And all you get to do is react like you don't have a choice in this. And that just simply is not true. I have a choice in my life. We all do. You do. All of us do. We have a say in it because we know we create our own reality. And as a result, we have a say in letting go of the fear. And on this random Sunday in January 2020, I finally let go of this fear. And so after all of this, after all of this realization, finally willing to like say it and, and say it and look at it, I felt like these epic levels of release in my body. And, and I'm still feeling it today. It was like this simultaneous feeling of like the physical relief of letting go of the, all the fear that I've been holding on to for so long. Almost like this pressure valve was released. But then also at the same time, this exhaustion of finally stopping this internal battle with myself. Like, like finally stopping fighting with myself on this and realizing that I'm finally free. Like I'm free. Like I'm free. And understanding ultimately that I do have a say in this just like I have a say in everything else in my life I have a say in my relationships too and I don't have to live in this fear I don't have to hold on and, and worry and feel like I have to grasp on because somebody's gonna leave I don't have to I don't have to believe 20 years of telling myself that everybody's gonna leave I don't have to do that anymore and now I get to do this differently right I get to Finally, like, lay those 20 years of armor down that I build up and show up fearless and 100 fucking percent myself. And so after this, um, yesterday, this purging of all of this, right, like, I slept like almost 24 hours because I was so exhausted from this. But this has changed me. Like, this has changed me. 
and, and I made a decision before I went to sleep yesterday that I was going to wake up different from this, that I was going to wake up and, and continue to like embody this and allow myself to step into this and, and be free from this as a result of what I finally was able to look at and see and that things in my life were going to change because I'm no longer living from this place of fear. And I don't believe the fear anymore. Like I have a say in the fear and I choose not to participate in it anymore. And when I'm no longer living in, in fear, I, I'm showing up as me. I'm being me. I'm doing things in alignment with me, not these fake fucking versions of myself that aren't who I truly am. So I tell you this long and deeply personal story about my life because I want you to know a few things that you have a say in your life. And I mean all areas of your life. You have a say in letting go of the fear just like I did. You don't have to buy into it. You don't have to believe it. You, you have the choice to explore it and get to the root of it and move it out so you can move past it and get on with your life. You have a say in it, and, and that's our focus this month because I want you to take your own power back in your life, in all areas of your life, and especially those areas that you are feeling the most disempowered. You have a say in those areas too. And if you're doubting this phrase that you have a say in it, I highly encourage you to explore that more in your own life until you start to believe it. Ask the universe to bring you resources to help you move past this. Like, Ask for the courage to start to look at these areas Find a coach that can help you with this. Like I've talked about Body Built by Love a lot on the show because it's been so life-changing for me. So reach out to Steph to see if you know something like this is right for you. Um, I have our details in the show notes, but if that's not, find somebody who can help you, even if it's just a friend who really gets this, can help you to work through this. And most importantly, do something for yourself to bring back your own power and know that you have a say in it. You have a say in letting go of the fear and it does not have to control you anymore. And so as you move forward this week, I would ask you to start to look at your life and, and where you have the most fear and know that you have a say in it. You can eradicate it just like I did and come out okay on the other side. You can see it and expose the lies the fear wants you to believe and you can move past it. And you can move on and it doesn't have to rule you anymore. And I can tell you, like, as I'm telling you the story, like, I'm, I'm lightheaded from this. Like, I'm actually, like, the levels of release I don't even know how to put into words to you. Um, and the letting go is, <laughs> I don't even, I, I don't quite have words for this yet. So I'll have to talk to you about that next week. But I want to close out this show with, the most perfect quote, I think, that goes with this that my friend Elizabeth sent me today that sums up this week's episode. So here it goes. I think midlife is when the universe gently places her hands upon your shoulders, pulls you close, and whispers in your ear, I'm not screwing around. It's time. All of this pretending and performing, these coping mechanisms that you've developed to protect yourself from feeling inadequate and getting hurt, they have to go. Your armor is, present your armor is preventing you from growing into your gifts. I understand that you needed these protections when you were small. I understand that you believed your armor could help you secure all of the things you needed to feel worthy of love and belonging, but you're still searching and you're more lost than ever. Time is growing short. There are unexplored adventures ahead of you. You can't live the rest of your life worried about what other people think. You were born worthy of love and belonging. Courage and daring are coursing through you. You were made to live in love with your whole heart. It's time to show up and be seen. 
And that's a quote from uh, Brene Brown. So, wow. Um, even telling you guys this story, uh, thank you for listening to this because this also is part of the healing for me, I think, to be able to talk about this and get this out of my, out of me. <laughs> um, I know this was a heavy topic and I want you to know I shared this with you because I want you to see the power of healing that you have within yourself when you're willing to go there and do the work and, and you have a say in it. You have a say in your life and you have the power to let go of that fear you're holding on just like I did. You have a say in it. You're enough. You're worthy. You can do all of these things and more if you're willing to go there and if you're willing to believe that you have a say in it. And I believe in you. I believe in you and you're worth it. All right. I'm going to talk about the songs I picked and that'll be the end of this show. So intro song is The Man by Taylor Swift. So I just watched her documentary, Miss Americana. Um, I found it really interesting. I thought she had a lot of... Um, I thought it was good. I actually thought it was really good. And I think she's an excellent songwriter. I love most of her songs. And this song, The Man, I've had this song on repeat for so long. And she talks about, I'd be a fear, I'd be a fearless leader. I'd be an alpha type. When everyone believes you, what's that like? I'm so sick of running as fast as I can, wondering if I'd get there quicker if I was a man. I'm so sick of them coming at me because if I was a man, then I'd be the man. Like, so the song is about like, um, you know, a man can do things and it's fine, but if a woman does it, you know, it's not fine. And I don't really like to get into that gender argument, right, of feeling like a victim because I'm a woman because I don't feel that way. But um, I do really like the words of this song and um, that part of when everyone believes you, what's that like? Um, that really stuck out to me based on what we talked about today and feeling, um, you know, just this whole topic, this heavy topic. So intro song is The Man by Taylor Swift. The outro song is Into the Mystic by Van Morrison. And I realize I just played this not that long ago. But when I was going through this this weekend of this purging of these feelings of this fear and, and realizing that I have a say in it, the, the line kept coming up to me um, when he talks about, and when the, that foghorn blows, I'll be coming home. And when the foghorn blows, I want to hear it. I don't have to fear it. That line, I don't have to fear it, it just kept coming up in my mind. Like, it kept coming up from this song. So, um, in, in to, Into the Mystic, like I said before, is one of my absolute favorite songs of all time by, by Van Morrison. I love that line. I don't have to fear it. So, intro song, The Man by Taylor Swift. Outro, Into the Mystic, Van Morrison. All right, that's it for this week on our topic of... You have a say in it, talking about letting go of the fear. So I would really love to hear what you think about this episode. Any questions you have, if you'd like me to cover anything next month, or I mean next week on this topic, uh, email me sloanfremont at gmail.com. My website, sloanfremont.com. Instagram, Facebook, Sloan Fremont. If you like the podcast, please remember, subscribe, rate, review, share it with all your friends. And again, thank you for listening this week. I know this was a heavy topic, um, so I really appreciate you listening and letting me heal from it. And where that foghorn blows, I will be coming home Yeah, mm. when the foghorn blows I wanna hear it I don't have to fear it